Today on the Joy in the Word podcast, we pick up in the Gospel of Matthew, and we're in chapter 13. Chapter 13 begins with the parable of the sower, and there are actually several parables in this chapter, like there are in the Gospels of Matthew, Mark, and Luke. Only the Gospel of John contains no parables. So this one, the parable of the sower, can be found, like I said, also in Mark and Luke. It says that same day Jesus went out of the house and sat by the lake. Such large crowds gathered around him that he got into a boat and sat in it while all the people stood on the shore. Then he told them many things in parables. Then a farmer went out to sow his seed. As he was scattering the seed, some fell along the path and the birds came and ate it up. Some fell on rocky places where it did not have much soil. It sprang up quickly because the soil was shallow. But when the sun came up, the plants were scorched and they withered because they had no root. Other seed fell among the thorns, which grew up and choked the plants. Still other seed fell on good soil, where it produced a crop a hundred, sixty, or thirty times what was sown. He who has ears let him hear. The disciples came to him and asked, Why do you speak to the people in parables? He replied, The knowledge of the secrets of the kingdom of heaven has been given to you, but not to them. Whoever has will be given more, and he will have an abundance. Whoever does not have, even what he has will be taken from him. This is why I speak to them in parables. Though seeing, they do not see. Though hearing, they do not hear or understand. In them is fulfilled the prophecy of Isaiah. And this is from Isaiah chapter 6, verse 9 and 10. So here this is Jesus speaking, quoting the prophet Isaiah, who spoke about him. You will be ever hearing, but never understanding. You will be ever seeing, but never perceiving. For this people's heart has become calloused. They hardly hear with their ears, and they have closed their eyes. Otherwise, they might see with their eyes, hear with their ears, understand with their hearts, and turn, and I would heal them. Which is exactly what Isaiah was prophesying, that if they would turn to Jesus and see him, who he really is, and hear what he's really saying, that Jesus would heal them. Then Jesus goes on to say, But blessed are your eyes because they see, and your ears because they hear. For I tell you the truth, many prophets and righteous men longed to see what you see, but did not see it, and to hear what you hear, but did not hear it. Now Paul later addresses this same scripture in the book of Acts, and he also quotes the prophet Isaiah. So then verse 18, Jesus goes on to say, listen then to what the parable of the sower means. When anyone hears the message about the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what was sown in his heart. This is the seed sown along the path. The one who received the seed that fell on rocky places is the man who hears the word and at once receives it with joy. But since he has no root, He lasts only a short time. When trouble or persecution comes because of the word, he quickly falls away. The one who received the seed that fell among the thorns is the man who hears the word 
but the worries of this life and the deceitfulness of wealth choke it, making it unfruitful. But the one who received the seed that fell on good soil is the man who hears the word and understands it. He produces a crop yielding a hundred sixty or thirty times what was sown. Then moving on to the next parable, the parable of the weeds, we pick up in verse 24. Jesus told them another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like a man who sowed good seed in his field. But while everyone was sleeping, his enemy came and sowed weeds among the wheat and went away. When the wheat sprouted and formed heads, then the weeds also appeared. The owner's servants came to him and said, Sir, didn't you sow good seed in your field? Where then did the weeds come from? An enemy did this, he replied. The servants asked him, Do you want us to go and pull them up? No, he answered, because while you are pulling the weeds, you may uproot the wheat with them. Let both grow together until the harvest. At that time, I will tell the harvesters, first collect the weeds and tie them in bundles to be burned. Then gather the wheat and bring it into my barn. Jesus is basically saying that in this earth that we walk side by side with people that are not following him, but we are still to maintain the course of who we're called to be. Now moving on to the parable of the mustard seed and the yeast. Verse 31, he told them another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed, which a man took and planted in his field. Though it is the smallest of all your seeds, yet when it grows, it is the largest of garden plants and becomes a tree so that all the birds of the air come and perch on its branches. So even though the mustard seed isn't the smallest seed known today, it was the smallest seed used by the farmers at that time. And under favorable conditions, this tree could reach 10 feet tall. Verse 33, he told them still another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like yeast that a woman took and mixed into a large amount of flour until it worked all through the dough. Jesus spoke all these things to the crowd in parables. He did not say anything to them without using a parable. So was fulfilled what was spoken through the prophet Asaph. And that's in the book of Psalms in chapter 78. Asaph says, I will open my mouth in parables. I will utter things hidden since the creation of the world. And so there in the book of Psalms, chapter 78, Asaph was prophesying about the way that Jesus would walk on this earth, that he would explain the hidden things. Now, this is the parable of the weeds explained. So that was back in verse 24. Now Jesus is going to explain it here in verse 36. Then he left the crowd and went into the house. His disciples came to him and said, explain to us the parable of the weeds in the field. He answered, the one who sowed the good seed is the son of man. The field is the world, and the good seed stands for the sons of the kingdom. The weeds are the sons of the evil one, and the enemy who sows them is the devil. The harvest is the end of the age, and the harvesters are the angels. As the weeds are pulled up and burned in the fire, so it will be at the end of the age. The Son of Man will send out his angels, and they will weed out of his kingdom everything that causes sin 
and all who do evil. They will throw them into the fiery furnace, where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Then the righteous will shine like the sun in the kingdom of their father. He who has ears, let him hear. And the next parable, picking up in verse 44, is the parables of the hidden treasure and the pearl. The kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field. When a man found it, he hid it again, and then in his joy went and sold all he had and bought that field. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant looking for fine pearls. When he found one of great value, he went away and sold everything he had and bought it. Then moving on to the parable of the net, once again, the kingdom of heaven is like a net that was let down into the lake and caught all kinds of fish. When it was full, the fishermen pulled it up on the shore. Then they sat down and collected the good fish in baskets, but threw the bad away. This is how it will be at the end of the age. The angels will come and separate the wicked from the righteous and throw them into the fiery furnace, where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. That's the second time Jesus has said that. Have you understood all these things? Jesus asked. Yes, they replied. He said to them, therefore, every teacher of the law who has been instructed about the kingdom of heaven is like the owner of a house who brings out his storeroom of new treasures as well as old. And then chapter 13 ends with the explanation of a prophet without honor. When Jesus had finished these parables, he moved on from there. Coming to his hometown, he began teaching to the people in their synagogue, and they were amazed. Where did this man get this wisdom and these miraculous powers, they asked? Isn't this the carpenter's son? Isn't his mother's name Mary? And aren't his brothers James, Joseph, Simon, and Judas? Aren't all his sisters with us? Where then did this man get all these things? And they took offense at him. So they're like, wait a minute, this is just Jesus, the carpenter's son. Like, we've known him forever. Like, how is it that all of a sudden he has this miraculous understanding and performing signs and wonders and wisdom from the beginning of the earth? So they're like, hmm, we're going to choose to be offended by him. So Jesus' response to this is, only in his hometown and his own house is a prophet without honor. And he did not do many miracles there because of their lack of faith. So he said a prophet is not received in his hometown. And that ends chapter 13. And we'll pick up next time in chapter 14 of the Gospel of Matthew.